0: Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this week's solo episode. I know I was going to air it earlier the week. Some stuff came up, but thanks so much for listening. This episode is some honest realness of some of the struggles I have had as a parent recently in the last year and some of the ways that I have shifted my perspective and woken up a little bit for me um, and for my family and some tips that people asked me to talk about based on Instagram post. So hope you enjoy it. Uh, Trying to do more solo episodes. So uh, let's get right into this one. Hey, everyone. You know, I don't know where to begin this episode. I'm starting to do more solo episodes so y'all can hear from me. um, The work that I do, my perspectives as a therapist, a father, a husband, And all the stuff that uh, goes on in real life and and how I deal with it, how things I've learned to help me from research and and reading and and content and, and things of that nature. And today I want to talk to you about parenting. Parenting is one of my specialties and one of the only reasons I have made it a specialty of mine is because of the struggles that I've had. So I want to give a little backdrop before we dive into what has happened recently and why I'm making this episode. When my daughter, I'll back up a little earlier, my wife and I have had to go through infertility. Um, we've had to do IVF, multiple rounds, a lot of shots, time, and effort. A lot of emotions connected to our children, not just because they're our children, but the, um, all the stuff that has led up to having these two beautiful kids, Ricky and Max, or as I call them, little dude and the Rickster. And when Ricky was born, uh, almost five years ago, about two to three months into her life, I had two massive panic attacks that really shook me to my core and really shifted my mindset about taking care of myself differently than than ever before. I've always been in therapy on and off with my ADHD. I've always been an introspective person and someone who is always Trying to grow, maybe not always as successful as I'd hope. Um, but this really kind of kicked me in the pants a little bit, a lot of it. Lying on the ground at three o'clock in the morning, almost pulling your hair out, is never a fun experience for anyone. And it's so interesting because during that time period, about three weeks later, after having this mental breakdown of just pure anxiety and stress and not knowing how to deal with it, who to talk to and how to talk about it. I, I was asked to be on the Kelly Clarkson show and was shoved into this awesome, cool opportunity about parenting as a father. And it was such a stark difference of looking successful as a parent, talking about parenting as a father and struggling so much internally. And we can get into that another time. And I have an episode about that, one of my first seasons. Um, the, one of the second or third episodes of the Dude therapist. So you can go check that out if you'd like to hear a little backstory about that. And since then it's been a, a, a very, very active process to become better myself as well as not just for me, but for my wife and for my kids. And I was doing, doing really well for a long time. And uh, I don't know if y'all know, but uh, we moved out to the West Coast, to Vegas from New York. And I I make this joke, but I mean it. It's one of the best things that I have ever done other than marrying my wife. It has changed my lifestyle, my perspective. It's changed my, my sense of self. I can feel myself breathing well and my shoulders calmed and down more often than I did when I was in New York. But, I'll be very honest, the past year has been hard for me as a parent. I have been dysregulated, I have been overwhelmed, I have been high-strung and tense, and snapping at my kids. Not yelling, full-on screaming, but raising my voice and tone to enough that my kids cry, especially the Rickster. She is so beautifully sensitive and so beautifully emotional. I admire her, her attunement and uh, to her emotions. Um, It's really magical to watch and something that I've learned a lot from her. And recently, recently I have really taken a hard look through therapy with my wonderful therapist, Allie, shout out to Allie, and really taking a very deep dive into myself and the needs that I have. And um, about three weeks ago, I had a really heart-to-heart conversation with my wife about the energy and mood um, that has been created by me, my my my, my intensities. And um, I saw this post on social media by a, a father, a dad account. It said, "You are contr- you are in control of the energy." of the home. And I I think that's true for all parents, right? This is not just a dad thing. This is a parent conversation. When we come into a a situation, when we come downstairs from our, our bedroom, when we walk into a room and you can feel anger, you can feel angst, you can feel that palpable shift from other people, you need to make a change now and i'm talking to myself and and it hit me how much of an impact i have on the home and and for anyone who's known me I, i'm known to be a very happy go lucky person a very energetic person a very loving person that doesn't go away that's not gone it was just i was in a fog of dysregulation and unable to access that and something that that anyone who might be listening all the parents out there It's very easy to get dysregulated. You don't have to have ADHD like I do. You don't have to have a diagnosis of anxiety. Children, life is dysregulating. I want you to hear that again. Children and life, they are dysregulating. So when your kids are screaming your name, which we all dream of hearing, but then it starts happening and we want them to stop. We want them to shut up sometimes, to be like, can you ask someone else for help? When we have our own things to take care of, our bills, our own jobs, um, wanting to just wake up or sleep in a little bit more and, and our kids are waking up at five to six o'clock in the morning, up about and ready to go with the day when you are just trying to survive and thrive just a little bit. It is dysregulating. No question about it. It is stressful. No question about it, but it's not your kid's fault. And they don't deserve for that to be taken out on them. And that is on us. That is our responsibility to be cognizant of how much intensity we throw at them because they're being kids and not that they are being bad. We cannot stop our kids from being children and needing our help. We can educate them, we can become more conscious, aware parents to empower them, to give them strength to figure things out on their own with tricks and tips that if you want an episode on that, please comment, message me. I would love to talk about that because I have spoken to unbelievable experts on this show um, and uh, help people with that every single week as well. And for me, it was a massive shift of being more present and cognizant of how I was showing up in the moments versus letting the moment control me or letting my emotional state or dysregulation take over and, and and really harm my family now I want to make it very clear I never raised a hand I never hurt anyone physically but when your kid drops their fork on the floor and they then cringe because they expect someone to yell or raise their voice, that isn't good either. And that's what was happening. And about two and a half weeks ago, I had a very hard look at myself, a very honest look at myself, and I have made a shift, an aggressive, an aggressive shift to be very active in the change, to be very present with the work. And, and it's not, I'm not perfect at all, but I will tell you something that I just spoke to my therapist about this week. Um, I have never felt lighter in my soul, uh, lighter in my physicality regarding my shoulders and my tension, practicing being more cognizant and aware and mindful of my energy and mindful of my reactions. Since Ricky was born. And that's a very sad thing to admit, but a wonderful thing that I'm doing it. And to all the parents out there who are struggling, I hear you. I'm here for you. I struggle every day. But you are in control of it, not your kids. And and I want to tell you a few things that I've done the past couple of weeks that has shifted in a practical, more realistic way than just theoretical talking about. You know, you should just try harder. No, no, no. Let's let's get real with it here. Okay. First of all, I did something that is a little bit silly, but uh, I hope you you like it. I had a heart to heart conversation with with the rickster who's almost five. And the past months, she's been very whiny and complaining, and she's throwing a lot of tantrums. And the tantrums are not on the floor scr- screaming, but Crying at us, even to the point of hitting, and and very just emotional reactions to simple things, which is what tantrums are for the most part. And I have not handled them well. So I'm trying to be better at handling her tantrums better, listening to her better, um, being more calm in my tone, even though internally I am frustrated. But by being externally frustrated, that makes it worse. And the goal is to calm down. And if you read anything by Dan Siegel and Tina Bryson, right, it's connect and then repair, right? Or recover, right? It's about connecting with the kid on their level. And then once they calm down, making efforts to either change the scenario, uh, not let that happen again, figure out ways to avoid it in the future so that there isn't as much tension and intensity in a home. So I had a conversation with the Rickster and I was honest. I said, I know daddy's been struggling lately, right? We're here to teach our kids that people struggle. Parents are not perfect. There is that saying that the hardest day in a kid's life is knowing that their, kid, their parents aren't superheroes and we're not. So don't fake it. Don't make it seem like we all have it all together. It doesn't mean we dump our issues on our kids because it's not their responsibility, but it doesn't mean we should hide them that mommy and daddy are sad or frustrated or angrier or even good things like, oh, I'm very happy, right? We need to teach our kids that we are humans. Fully. And so I sat down with the Rickster at our my favorite time of day, which is bedtime. Not because my kids are going to bed and it's quiet, but because I love the time of connection. I love the time of cuddles and and story read and and, and, uh reading stories and singing and and that beautiful moments of just um quiet and calm with your kids. Um and I was talking to her and I said, Rickster, daddy's been struggling with his, you know, a little intense lately. And she goes, Yeah. I said, I know I've been raising my voice lately. And she said, yeah. And I said, I need you to do me a favor. She goes, what's, what, what's up, daddy? I said, I want to make a pinky promise with you that I'm going to try my hardest to be better at not raising my voice and being a lot calmer. And I need you to do better with being calm yourself. If, if we can do this together, well, we're a team. We'll do this together. She goes, okay, daddy. And we had a big pinky promise. And now I got to tell you, every time she starts getting a little dysregulated, I look at her and I go, pinky promise, right? That physical representation. And I put my pinky up. It's that little cue word that she goes, oh yeah, we're working on this. And uh, there was a moment about three weeks ago that really shook me to my core when, when Ricky was cr- crying and I got upset and frustrated. And I, and she said, daddy, you promised you wouldn't raise your voice but you promised me, and it, it really crushed me as a parent. I, I, uh, it really, really, really hurt that I, I didn't keep my end of the bargain. So that has been helping a lot the past couple of weeks of making a, a, a contract with my daughter that I got to do my part, but you got to do your part. This is joint responsibility. We are a team, and we got this. It also helps that she's been really obsessed with daddy girl. She's been a daddy's girl lately. That's been one. Number two, I have spoken to my wife as a teammate, right? As a teammate that she needs to call me out on my stuff in a kind way. That if I am getting overwhelmed, if I am getting dysregulated, if she's seeing that stuff, that she says, yo, dude, hey, breathe, walk away. I got it. So number two is having support of your partner. And I want to make this very clear. We all struggle in our own ways as parents. Making someone feel bad about them struggling, they already know that. They already know they make a mistake. This is a rule that my wife and I have in the home, that if something happens to a kid on our watch, so to speak, we never blame or yell at another parent because it could happen to us. And we also already feel bad that a kid fell or a kid got hurt or a kid is struggling or a kid is having a tantrum, whatever it is, we already feel our own feelings. We don't need someone else to point out, hey, come on. So we don't do that in our house. We try not to. And so for this, it's more of a productive like, hey, are you good? Not what are you doing? Get it together. Not judgment, production focused. So that's been the second thing. The third thing has been mindfulness. That every morning I wake up and I talk to myself internally that today I'm going to try my best to not let my emotions control me. Today I'm going to do my best that if they do control me, I walk away and take a breath. If they do control me and they do take over, I'm going to ask my wife to watch the kids for a little bit to calm down. If I do feel dysregulated, I'm going to go to the gym. If I do feel out of whack, and a little high-strung, I'm gonna take a longer walk with my dog. Active, aware, present, and cognizant. It is doable. It is so hard because kids are, in my mind, a window into our own struggles, a mirror to the things that we are struggling with in the past, bringing up stuff that we didn't know existed. It is so difficult to be a parent we have expectations, we have needs, and little humans, we're raising little humans, and they got their own stuff too. But why, why create an environment that is unfair to everyone just because we are overwhelmed? And if you're that overwhelmed, I mean this with all my heart, if you're that overwhelmed and that tense and that high strung because of life, and it's not just because of the kids, it's everything. Go talk to somebody, please. Please. Because your partner cannot help in all aspects of your struggle. They can only fill a certain amount of that cup to help you. Go talk to someone. Reach out to me, please, on social media. And if you want to work with someone, do it. Because I'll tell you, the past six months, I have had many, many men. Reach out to me that they've felt the same way I have recently and need to make a change. We need to ask for help. We cannot do it ourselves. Stop trying so hard to figure it out on your own. We're not made to deal with everything by ourselves. We're made to, be, to have support and to have that love, to have that extra help. So please ask, 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 ask. Don't, don't stop. Don't give up just because you've struggled. It's not over. And for me, this past, these past two and a half weeks have been such an eye opener to the life of calm that can happen. It doesn't mean that my kids don't overwhelm me and struggle in the morning of going, daddy, 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 and whining about this and crying about that and not getting out the door in the way I hope and, 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 you know, pick up and drop off and drama with friends and all that kind of stuff. That's normal. That's life. But how am I responding? How am I showing up for my kids? How am I being there for them? How am I doing things to be proactive, to be a better person, to create a good environment for my kids and my wife and myself? So I just wanted to share that with you guys. If you're struggling as a parent, I see you. If you're struggling to communicate your needs, I see you. And you're, if you're high strung and overwhelmed and angsty because it's just really hard. And, and I had this realization that since Ricky's was born, I had my internship to get my hours for my clinical in a clinic that was overworking me and underpaying me, working till 10 o'clock at night, seeing 40 to 45 people a week, then jumping into COVID, having Max, moving in with my parents for two years to save money, and then moving across the country to Vegas And it just was too much. And I want to just put this out here. I talk about this a lot with my clients, with people. There's an amazing theory by Dr. David Burns about unprocessed stress. And he talks about it in the, in, in the way of a metaphor, when it comes to cleaning your room, we have so many stimulus that are hitting us from all directions all the time. And a lot of times we're able to just let them go. Forget about them. They don't stick. They don't stay. But a lot of times it ends up staying in places, in our body, in our minds, in our souls. It's like when your parents asked you to clean your room and you took all the garbage, all the dirty laundry, all the stuff around your room and shoved it in closets of the bottom of the closet or in a drawer, hoping that it wouldn't pop out, hoping that someone wouldn't open it, hoping that no one would see all the stuff that you've been putting away. And it looks like from the outside that everything is all clean. The floor is clean. The bed's clean. But what happens to all that stuff that you're shoving in the bottom of the closet or in that drawer, what happens to it? It stays there building and building, never opening it, never dealing with it. And you have to, or it will explode or pop one day. And lately for me, I just haven't been dealing with it and processing it in a healthy way. And it has been leaking out, imploding just a little bit, enough each day to make it very difficult to be me. And that's, isn't that all we want is to be ourselves in a more calm, positive, good way? I believe in you. Please don't give up on yourself. Believe in yourself that it can happen. And get the help that you need if you're struggling. You know, thanks so much for listening. I'm really trying to do more solo episodes. So if you have a topic that you want to hear about, please message me on social media. Email me at thedutetherapist at gmail.com. Reach out on my website. If there's things you want to hear more about, I specialize in relationships and parenting and anxiety. Of course, I work with everything in mental health, but those are my three specialties. So I'm here for you. So let's do it together. Thanks for listening. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Dude Therapist Season 5. Can you believe it? I can. not What a journey. Thanks so much for tuning in. Whether it's your first episode you've listened to or you've been a follower since the beginning or just trying to catch up, I appreciate you. Thanks so much for for really jumping in on this awesome opportunity and learning experience. You know, if you have any questions, ask them. you have thoughts, say them. I didn't finish a thought or you have more, more ideas of what you would like to hear. Just let me know. The door is open, so to speak. So please walk right in. Tell me what you think. Again, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of The Dude Therapist. And hope that you tune in next week.